You're recording? I am recording. <clears throat> Kevin Penrose, a.k.a. Wild Irish Wonder. What's the crack, my man? Welcome to the chat with Matt. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. This is very... This is very professional. It this is. is like we're in a podcast studio. What is what is life now? I'm normally like sitting in my bed, like recording on an iPhone. We've uh, been planning this for weeks, haven't we? Yeah, it's been a lot of work. Not a lot last of work. Minute. Definitely not last minute. We're also going on Kevin's uh, Instagram uh, live as well, which is at Irish. What is it? Wild Irish Wonder. Wild Irish Wonder. Yeah, I can't spell that. <laughs> W I. <laughs> so we're going to answer some questions in the uh, his Instagram live at the same time, uh, just to you know make it interesting as well. But uh, me and Kevin are good friends. We met when do when when do we meet? It must be. It wasn't long after you came out of Love Island, so maybe a month. That's right. Was that last summer. It must, yeah. be, it must be over a it year. It was actually. You know exactly where it was. We um, went uh, hiking. Because I followed Ken, Kevin for before that, and I was like, this content's classic, love the hiking and stuff, um, and uh, I was like, flip, when I get back to Ireland, I must reach out to him, see if he wants to go on a hike or something. So then I went, obviously, big story, went to Love Island, all that jazz, and then um, came out, and I was like, the weather is beautiful, and my brother was working, uh, my brother-in-law uh, already went hiking with me the day before I was like who could I get to go hiking with me <laughs> I was like I'll reach out to Kevin on Instagram I've never talked to him in my life and then we we're like he was like yes straight away so he drove yeah. up like two hours like to, right. to the mornings we went hiking in the mornings uh, hello to everybody in Kevin's uh, Instagram live uh, check if there's any questions there Kevin my eyesight's uh, absolutely brutal or just saying hello to people not yet there's nine people nine people in. oh that's busy. So this is big. Bigger, bigger, big audience for a Thursday. Yeah, Thursday that's, that's big. Like, we've got a lot of people in the house here. Oh. Well, um, I was going to ask you there about the hike. Do you remember our hike? The first hike? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so just for context, our first hike, like, I don't know Matt's hiking history, but I showed up to, where did we go? Silent Valley. Silent Valley in uh, County Down, and my hometown. We were going to just go up to... The reservoir and then cut across up to Sleeve Doan, I think maybe or Sleeve Burna. Yes. And we completely got ahead of ourselves. We thought we were gonna do this inside an hour, two hours. Yeah. It ended up being the full six, day. Six hours. Going off going off the trail time. from the reservoir, cutting across bushes, <laughs> shucks, rivers, everything. Or there's a picture of me, uh, and it looks like it was like uh, some sort of like it was act- an actual photo that I wanted to be taken, but it was actually just you taking a photo of me where I was at the edge of a f- fucking mountain, just covered in like stings and stuff where literally my shins were like ripped off me and I just looked so pissed, but it actually kind of looks like a cool, like wild hiking photo. <laughs> Candid photo. <laughs> it does. But like, there was times we're even off, um, we were on our hands and knees trying to get up the side of a mountain. It got to that point, and then obviously we tried for sunset. I think we did get something. We did actually. The content we got from that was sick. Yeah. Like at the top of the mountain, remember we did. Uh, we got the drone, so we yes. we got the FPV drone, mm-hmm. and then went it circled around and stuff. That that was sick. Yeah. Like I actually got a lot of cool content that day. It was, but and then coming back down was nighttime then, and ended up hitchhiking. Yeah, down that road because it was just too long, and so. That's right. 
There's that, was ni- that was a nice lady who took us down there, actually. That's right. Yeah, she was really sound. Um, and then we've done, what else did we do then? The other one, the other side of the morns. It was probably around Christmas time. Jeez, that was freezing. And oh, my we God. We got up and done sunrise first at, what's that beach called by the morns? Um, Mur- Murdoch. Murdoch Beach. Yeah. So that was great. Freezing. Yeah. Got her coffee and stuff and then decided to go for a hike. But I was all kitted out my hiking boots, hiking gear, match was up and a pair of white trainers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say by the end the hike was done, the trainers were not white. <laughs> so. That's kind of my specialty. Uh, we always used to go hiking in uh, like California and stuff. And I just turn up in like white trainers and I... We'd be walking through rivers and stuff like <laughs> it looks good for the photos, that's what I'm saying. That's it. Yeah. Um but it's class like when did you start uh like properly hiking? Were you always into like, you know, hiking Ireland and stuff obviously when you're younger? You're from Donegal, like so you got a lot, a lot of mountains and stuff like I'm from Tron. Oh, same that's, difference. An, that's an insult. Same difference. Like <laughs> you're on the border, you know. <laughs> Pretty much. Um but I'd say I've always been like to the outdoors. It's always been interest and I've always been out and about, but I didn't really take hiking seriously until, I don't even know, maybe it's been three or four years now. Because it's always come in my summers whenever here. It's always in America, doing summer camps and everything. So, and by the end of it, I was like, I actually haven't seen much of Ireland. And I was like, right, I actually want to see some things. And of course, the first hike I've ever done, and still to this day, is one of my favourites, is Mount Aragal. Oh, yeah. Or sorry, Aragal, as I got called out yesterday for the wrong name of it. It's just oh, Aragle. really? Yeah. Is that what? It, why? Why is it not Mount? I don't know. It's just Aragal. Oh. Mount Aragal is a hotel, apparently. That sounds weird now because I've heard of Mount Aragal. I haven't heard of Aragal. Yeah. So yeah. Aragal Mountain. Um, but I remember the first time I'd done it was with my family. I must have been younger. It must have been maybe twelve or thirteen. In the worst conditions, there was no path at this stage, so you're literally just up through the bog. And I think this was winter time, maybe the New Year, New Year's Day, and we were covered, freezing with the snow. Didn't know what to do at the top. We're just like up and down. Whereas now, looking back, I'm like up a couple of hours before sunrise. Yeah, you're sunset, really prepared. Prepared, spend an hour or two up there, chilling, getting content, and then just enjoying it, you know. So, uh, at one point, did you kind of treat this like more, not like a job, like, because it's still not like what you do for a job, like, yeah. but like, what what way did you start, when did you start treating it more serious, or at what point did you think, oh, mm. flip, I could sort of create a community out of this? I would say it probably wasn't long before COVID hit, I would say maybe six or seven months, um, I came back to Ireland, and I had my GoPro and my camera and everything anyway, and I was just posting normal hikes, whatever. And this was before Reels or TikToks or any what the content is now. And at the time, um just posted it and people seemed to like it. But they got to say it's uh, maybe three or four months before COVID hit as like because the feedback and everything was so good and people are asking me, Where's this place at? Where's the hike at? What yeah. did you hear? This all this and that. And as like right, it's getting to a point now where you can see you're gaining some audience and some traction. So I want to stand out even a bit more rather than just Kevin Penrose. Yeah. So that's when I was like chatting with my friends, like here's a good idea to sort of, if I want have a good crack at this, to change my name to something more relatable to the hiking outdoors and adventure. Yeah. And Wild Irish Wanderer wasn't the first choice. It was actually Wild Ire Wanderer. Oh, I like it. So, yeah. but then I was thinking, I maybe had it for maybe six months and then I was thinking right from an international point of view, mm. 
Wild Air. Yeah, nobody's got no one's know. got pronounced it. Yeah, like, I think people were saying Wild Air, Wild Air, Wild Air. <laughs> so it'd be like kind guys. of a, a different uh, spells for that. Like, That's could it. be very controversial spells. I know, <laughs> definitely. So, but they want to keep the Irish feel to it. Yeah. Um. So I just stuck to Irish then, you know, and it sort of took off then. It Co- is a great username. Thank you. And then Hope they won't change again. Like you've flipping killed it. Like you've got like one hundred eighty thousand on TikTok and like what. 30 or 40 on Instagram yeah, as well yeah. So you've done really really well out of it And you started that uh, Morning hiking uh, Club, What what's that about? The morning hikes? Yeah Well i done maybe 4 or 5 hikes last year um, Before I went travelling And it did get a good bit of traction to it And people really seemed to enjoy it And the feedback from it was more or less Okay I want to go hiking, but my friends don't like the outdoors. They don't want to do it. Um, I have no one to go with, but I don't want to go by myself. And then it was good bringing like these small groups together because there was like a little community then. And after the hike, then you would you would hear back that um, people are keeping in touch then, and then you could see them going on hikes. Yeah. And then they would tag you and say, "Oh, thank you for bringing us together," sort of thing, because it was a good way to meet people. Yeah. And up there. Yeah, I just distracted you a lot there with I that. Know, that's <laughs> um, so there has been a good interest in them, but I have to bring them back more regularly now. Yeah. Um, we done one there at the weekend down in Wicklow for sunsets, and Blue Sky is driving the whole way down to Wicklow and then got into the Axel Mountains, and the clouds came in. And I was just texting the group, I was like, here, if anyone wants to pull out now. I don't blame you. Yeah. I'm still going to go on the head, but thankfully everyone came out and we did have good crack. You know, we didn't get the views, but yeah, crack still was, spirits were high. Crack well, was good. It's like, it's kind of like a good thing to do, just like a social thing to do as well. Like it's not that taxing. Like obviously you're, it's tiring enough, like, but pretty much anybody can do it and you can go yeah. up and you can socialize and meet new people. So I think it's a great idea. That's it. And it's like people of all ages as well. Like people have messaged me if I put a post up in the story saying if anyone wants to come, drop your name in the box or whatever, but they would mess with me then saying, oh, am I too old for this? Am I too young for this? And I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. Anyone from any background can come on ahead, any fitness, you know? Yeah. And we all sort of move together as a group, have the crack, support each other, and then luckily we all get to the top at the same time. (laughs) And then we just go for coffee and food after. So it's all that, the social aspect, as you said, you know? So do you just uh, randomly advertise on your Instagram or whatever? Just like come with? Pretty much. I done one yesterday at... Maybe two o'clock in the day because the weather was that good. I just done the gym, and there's blue skies, and you could see the sun. I was like, "This could be a good sunset." Yeah. And I did put the story up. I was like, "Here, everyone, very very last minute. If you want to do this sunrise or sunset hike, more than welcome. Understandable. It's last minute. If not, nobody came but myself. Yeah. It's understandable, but still got probably my view out of it. Yeah. Um, but I do need to make them more frequent now. Coming up to. Yeah, year, you could even like do know. like set a schedule out or something. That's it. Like that'd be a good way for people to like commit to it and like do the wild Irish wander like uh, hiking club or something. That's it. Yeah, no, get it thinking, out there. thinking of names here. That's that's a good branding exercise there, anyway. Um, so I want to know what's your favorite hike um, that you've done in Ireland? In Ireland, yeah. I don't want to say Errigal because. Uh-huh. Ergo's always my answer. Ergo's the type of mountain where I've gotten some of the best sunrises 
I've ever seen in my life. Like the cloud inversion is just a blank of the clouds and the sun coming up. Like yeah. Some of the best conditions I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. However, I do love Will Ray down in Mayo. Mm. It's really, really tough. But if you get conditions right, you're in for a treat as well. I've only done it twice. Once by myself and got the views. It was daytime, so there's no sunrise or sunset. Uh, just very calm. And you see all the Connemara around you and all the mountains, which is great. Done that maybe a couple of months after with a few friends to try and get sunrise. Travelled down, two, three o'clock in the morning, hiked up, got nothing. Oh, so Just clouded out, frozen, like there's <laughs> icicles, snow and whatnot. You're like, why did so I do this? That's it. But it's all part of the game. Like, you can't guarantee anything, especially in Ireland, where otherwise you just don't, can't promise anything. Yeah. Um, but you do appreciate it then so much more once you do get those views yeah. after a time, you know? So... I want to know um, more from the wider or the broader perspective is why why do you love doing it so much? Like, why do you keep doing it? Uh, or I suppose, what's the benefits for people, like ordinary uh, people that have never done it before and, you know, want so to... So the whole... Are intrigued, maybe? The reason I started it before COVID and then COVID actually helped everything tick off mm-hmm. because during COVID, as you know, you couldn't go anywhere, you couldn't go drinking... You couldn't go outside a radius of your house at some point. The hiking population dropped since then. (laughs) Oh, I know. So people were wondering, okay, where's the best place to go? And I was just posting maybe for fun at that their stage even still. Yeah. And people seemed to like it to gain traction. And that's the time of TikTok as well, when TikTok was sort of just taking off. But we weren't really posting at that stage. We're just like, oh, you said your friends, are you on TikTok? Yeah. Are you watching TikTok? And there's like, uh, it's just dancing sort of thing that got there. So it really wasn't optimized for like the travel. So you were thinking at that stage. dancing on the top of a mountain. Yes. That's what you were thinking. <laughs> Go uh, back to my very smart. first video and you'll see me <laughs> dance on top of a mountain. Um, but no, we just started posting then. And luckily, a couple of our videos out of it. So that sort of gained the traction even more. Yeah. Because people, as much as you live in Ireland, you don't really see what's on your back door half the time. And if you see a mountain over here or a waterfall or something that you haven't seen before, looks a bit odd or looks like it's in a different country. Yeah. People really can't believe it is Ireland. They want to go and visit them, visit that place themselves. Um, So that was sort of like the forefront of it all, just showing off what we have to offer here. You don't have to go to Thailand, for example, for an amazing sunset or sunrise. You do have them here as well. You just have to search for them a little bit yeah because that, that's one one thing i actually uh seen from your page i was like geez that actually looks like it's in like flipping thailand or like yeah. hawaii or somewhere and you're like just that's actually uh from dundalk yeah haven't been there yet but maybe soon um but no that was it and even to this day like at that time it was sort of you sort of feel like you're doing something good giving back to the community and people are getting the real benefit out of it. And what we've seen nowadays is now we're trying to step it up even more. I'm trying to step it up more because everyone is on TikTok. Everyone has a travel page now and it's becoming oversaturated. And you do see the same things over and over, which is great. I see, love seeing people outdoors and going to places and visiting um, Irish places. Um, but it's just thinking about how to up your game even more now to optimize it and stand out from the crowd again. So um, with all your traveling and stuff, uh, say I was somebody who is uh, always wanting to go traveling, what would you say to me right now? 
Where where would I go? Uh, what should I do? Just give us like uh, sum it up in a minute. A minute, right? Yeah. Um, I'd say just do it. Um, there's if you don't want to do it, if your friends don't want to do it, there are groups online and tour groups where you can do it as well, and it is going to be solo travelers as well. So you're going to be there for the same reason as everyone else. Um, start out in Thailand, maybe, just to get a feel for the travel lifestyle and the hostels and traveling about, because I think it is one of the more easier ones compared to uh, Vietnam, for example, or Malaysia. Um, it's just not as touristy, and there isn't much of a culture shock um, compared to Thailand. Um, and I would say plan ahead, for sure. Have some sort of idea of what you want to see and do. Uh, book anything in advance if you can. And... Yeah, just go for it. I think you know. I like that. It's hard. Just go for it. It's hard You'll to tell someone unless like you're in the moment. You're just like you have to do it sort of thing. You know. Yeah, you just figure it out. I think the best thing you can do is just literally, obviously, save your money and then just go. Yeah, I uh, think if you're thinking about it, then obviously book it sooner rather than later because especially with COVID as well. Now, you, once you didn't have that opportunity, you couldn't go anywhere. You're like right. Just gonna go for it. Yeah, yeah. And the great thing about uh, all those uh, sort of was it Southeast Asia uh, countries is that they're also cheap as well. Yeah, for like so traveling, <laughs> crazy. Yeah, it really is. Um, so you can buy clothes, anything out there that you buy anything really to be honest in the markets. Um, but even just get by, like the foods. Most of the food I ate was moss, moss, moss. <laughs> <laughs> Not moss. Was mostly um, street food vendors. Yeah. And it's so cheap, maybe like 50, 60p for a full meal of, I don't know, chicken and rice or wings or whatever it is sort of thing. Most of it's fresh as well. And you do sort of, you don't get sick of it, but after a couple of weeks or a month, for example. You're like, give me that processed food again. Yeah, you're looking (laughs) for the closest McDonald's or like a more westernized spot, you know. But at the same time, then once you have it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's good the time. But... I'm on a budget at the same time, you know. Balling on a budget. It was actually funny in Malaysia once I was in Kuala Lumpur. Um, probably one of the most built up places in Malaysia, I would say, and it's very westernized and touristy. And it's just walking around the city and through the shopping centres and what caught me eye was the Nando sign, <laughs> which I hadn't seen in a long time. So I was like, right, that's where I'm going for lunch today. Capitalism stretches yeah. everywhere. And then <laughs> across the road then I seen the Marks and Spencers. So I had to go in there as well, just get Marks and Spencers? Yeah. What? I know, of all things. Went in there to get, what did I get? Percy Pigs, some oh. crisps, and... Essentials. Biscuits. That's yeah. what I got. How much did you spend there? It was probably a good 20, nearly 30 pound, I would say. Yeah, so it's... Three items. So it is expensive for the more westernized things, you know, but... Yeah. Uh, treat, treat yourself every now and then. Very interesting. Very interesting. What's what's the biggest thing you've learned from from everything, from traveling and from doing this whole uh, wild God. Irish wander experience? That's a terrible question, but let's see if you can um, do it. So it's been going on maybe, I'd say three years, four, come, probably come four years now since I've started the whole page and content and everything. Um, I'd say this year especially, it's probably been a big year of learning find myself as people say go travel and find yourself <laughs> but i did go he's got dreadlocks I did, right now i did find myself <laughs> um cornrows that's it <laughs> but yeah i think for me especially going to asia as well for the seven months and doing the content and everything it did get to a point where i wasn't enjoying it necessarily anymore and if you see my page you were seeing 
hotels, resorts, stuff like that mm. there, as well as the hostels, because it was a good way to live. I did get to the point then, I think I was in Phuket, maybe. Was Phuket? It was Phuket, yeah. And I was just like, something's not right here, sort of thing. So it's probably like a week I was there for, there for two weeks, but I was in a place, a hostel for five days. I had my private room and everything. Mm-hmm. And I had my deliverables and everything to shoot for the thing, done it all. I was like, this is, can I curse this or? Yep. Yeah, I, was just, I was like, this is shite <laughs> uh, content. I was like, I don't know if they're going to like it or not sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was myself then, just because I was thinking then of myself, something's not right. Whereas in the back of my mind, it was the stage where I was like, I need to bring home. Yeah. And for me to be treating myself then, I was like, right, that's the time for me to come out then as gay, you know? Oh, right. So not that it really necessarily affected me before. It was always in the back of my mind, but I think it just got to a point when you had all that time to yourself, you are thinking on it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And you wake up every day and the thoughts are there. Yeah. And you're like, I need to tell someone sort of thing, you know? And you do build it up then. Bro, you never told me that. <laughs> do you want to see my stories or thing? No, I don't I think so. Jeez. Well, congrats. That's really good, though. Thank you. Yeah, you should. It's um, it's amazing the bravery to come out and just, like, tell people and just be who you are. That's the most yeah. thing. Be authentic to yourself. That's it. And I knew because it was getting to the point where I wasn't enjoying the content as making. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fun anymore. As like, once it's affecting, like, that side of my life, I was like, okay. It's time now, sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I think I never really struggled with it before, like in Ireland or whatever, like growing up. It's probably like, it's just going on like normal life, I think, because we're in that generation where there has been a shift. Yeah. We're like, what, 94 babies, 95 babies? Yeah. Like that sort of shift, that age group. So I think it just was like normalized or coming in to be normalized. Yeah. And because I spent a lot of time out of Ireland for college and uni as well, you're getting away from the small-mindedness of the small towns, the back end of nowhere, you sort of have to follow, what's the word, society rules. And yeah. you have to follow like a... Social norms. Social norms, yeah. And just follow the stepping stones of meeting someone, get married, all that there. And you couldn't really be yourself to an extent, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think even growing up, like, playing football as well, as much as I love playing football, it's not, you don't hear about it, people come out. Yeah. Especially locally at that stage as well. Yeah. So I think because I went away at Liverpool, you're more open. This is probably back eight years ago now, seven years ago, I'd say. Yeah. And it's just a whole different world. Mm. And really, like, no one cares sort of thing. Yeah. But because I was coming back to Ireland every time, it was sort of like a reset. Okay, you're back to square one, that sort of way. And then you're back into playing football. You're back into your mindset norm. sort of goes shifts back to where it was previously yeah, when you're sense. growing up and stuff. That's um, and even America. Then I was going to America for my summers. Yeah, and I'm sure you know yourself, America, the most out there. <laughs> anything goes, sort of thing, you know. So you do yeah. sort of go from one. You're weird if to the you're other. not out there, like that's it. <laughs> so then, yeah, COVID then sort of hits, and it was there was I don't know a blessing in disguise sort of thing. Like you couldn't really. Like, of course, with the content and everything. It's funny how everything, like, falls into place. Yeah. Like, it's all connected. But it's what, what's true to you, like, I suppose it's all the it. core values of your life, you know. Yeah, you yeah. got the, um, you obviously, your relationship side, and then you've got your, your family, and yeah. then you've got your your work and what you're passionate about. So it's all connected. And, like, obviously, if there's something uh, not 
right with you or not being true to yourself or authentic to yourself when you're feeling that that's going to impact other aspects oh, yeah. of your life like just it, like a knock-on effect even yeah and even during covid like you couldn't go anywhere and what's we were getting about it was always me and my probably my close friend marius every time we go out and about hiking or adventuring or whatever thing yeah um he would always question me at times you know sort of thing right whereas i at the time i'd be like oh no no sort of thing like just denying it but then it just got to a stage was like okay it is sort of true sort of thing you know but at the time i was like no i'm not gonna tell you sort of thing because i don't want because you're probably close to me i don't want your you don't want somebody to judge you to judge you you yeah. don't know how they're going to react but it's just a build up in your mind sort of thing because i suppose it's kind of like you haven't you've kind of been putting a border in front of between you and different people yeah, your yeah, entire yeah. life and yeah. like they they have built that relationship with you based on who you think you've portrayed yeah. to them yeah but then and then coming out to them in a different way to show that there's something like different about you or you, oh, you yeah. haven't been honest with themselves i suppose that is like scary that yeah. must be the the most scary thing because it changes your identity it's a whole thing, you know, yeah. especially um and I think especially with, like, the social media as well, because they have a pretty good following at this stage as well. And, like, uh, you sort of have to play a character. Not play a character, but put it on a different persona. You can't really come out and say it sort of thing, you know, just because you've built all these relationships as well through social media. You've done all these amazing things. Mm-hmm. Is all that going to go away as well? You just have all the different thoughts of what if sort of thing, if it does go up the left, you know? Um, but it is just a build-up in your head. And... I remember the same. I did come out to Mara saying, "It's like all right, no bother sort of thing." Like happy party, <laughs> like it was just like so casual and smooth and everything. Like, yeah. Um, but I appreciate him as well for not asking all the time. It wasn't like pushy, but like I think it was sort of his way. Okay, you can sort of tell me if someone is up sort of that their way. I am here for you. Yeah. Looking back now, it's like, oh, why didn't I tell you sooner? You know, sort of thing. And again. It didn't have to take me to go to Asia to come out sort of thing. Looking back now, I could have just done it here. Yeah. Um, but it, you know yourself, just the small-minded around yeah. small parts of Ireland, small towns. You but just it's amazing. Your head. It's amazing seeing the difference between, um, like, obviously because uh, Laura's down in Dublin and I've been working a lot more down in Dublin and stuff as well. And then I'm from from a town up north like although I, I suppose i'm fairly close to belfast as well but uh just going to different parts of ireland seeing the rural side of ireland compared yeah. to like dublin which is like the most liberal like f- like it's it's so uh the difference is just mental yeah like you you can see the differences in every way of life and it's it's actually crazy and then obviously when you compare that to like dublin's more aligned with uh, the values in places like San Francisco and you know yeah. places in America and stuff. One of the capitals of it y- all, basically. Yeah, so it's actually crazy, and you see the difference. Um, and I suppose you do relate, like you change. So when I was in Love Island, right? Um, beep 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 beep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounded like that. But uh, when Another I text. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I am. Um, Obviously, my friend, one of my uh, close friends, like, passed away, like, two weeks before that. And I went, I basically had, like, not a breakdown and thing, but I just had a 
but I've been a rough time. And I just went out to the psychologist and uh, I broke down essentially. And then uh, she was telling me, we we're talking it through, and she told me something that uh, stuck with me pretty well is that we've all got different versions of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So there's a version that I'll show to my girlfriend, there's a version that I'll show to my, my family. There's a version I'll show to my friends in America. There'll be a version I'll show to my friends in Ireland. And it's it's all different versions of you. And that's not you being fake, but that's just how you're adapting yourself to your circumstances. And that's just every single person does it. So I suppose with, with yourself, you're, you were adapting to your the social norms of where you're from. Yeah. And then when you got out of your your zone and you went traveling and stuff, you kind of adapted and you felt more free and you're like, I can be myself here a lot more. Yeah. I suppose that's the great thing about traveling in general. It does open your mind and you meet people of all walks of life and backgrounds like and you're just like, Well, that's deadly like and they don't have a care in the world sort of thing and they are much more happier for it. Um but again being from like the small town you do you know I know of people myself like personally who've come out and it hasn't been the best experience and they have had a rough time of it and that's not even necessarily what society is or has said to them or whatever it is it's more than themselves or they struggled yeah. with it themselves you know and for me it was just sort of like I said just like it really didn't struggle that much but in hindsight now it's like more anxiety than anything you know sort of thing more anxious about it that must have been uh, so flipping. That must have been such a weight in your shoulders for pretty much your whole life. Pretty much, yeah. I'd say so, yeah. So, like, even now, it's, like, still learning, like, still getting the grips of everything and finding myself that their way. Mm-hmm. But so much more happier for it. That's um, brilliant. But I know, remember, just before I left in January time, or I left in February and then January time, um, there was someone, like, I was seeing someone, like, back here. But obviously, because I wasn't out at that stage, it was sort of... two lives thing again you know you're going meeting this person away down the country and you have the best couple of days whatever yeah and then you're coming back into your family and your friends like oh where where were you at the weekend sort of thing and you couldn't Mm -hmm. really be yourself or open up like fully 100 percent yeah but one thing that did come out of that there even though it's done with now is that person helped me come out to more people like my proper friendship group then yeah or most of them at that stage you know before i went traveling yeah um so i'm very thankful for that there because he was able to show me it's all right sort of thing and this is the life you deserve basically compared to what you're going back home to not that it's a bad life back home but yeah you're not fully 100 percent with yourself can i ask a really personal question yeah. uh, you don't have to answer you don't want to how was your family's reaction to you coming out Oh, you might as well talk to that wall over there like it was so <laughs> casual sort of thing you know <laughs> That's um, but I remember myself I was in the hotel room of the hostel and at the time I was like right I'm going to do it today I'm going to do it today so I hadn't rang home like when I'm away I never rang home anyway maybe like once a month when I was away and FaceTime home to mum first and just normal chat and then finally came out at the end of the chat sort of thing you know then mm-hmm. and my brother's actually gay as well so that's how I sort of wound it in. I was like, um, how do you feel about having another gay son? And she's like, all right, that's grand. No <laughs> How's your day going? Sort of thing. Like it was so that's casual. It got yeah. there, you know? And then 
I was like, at the time, I was like, oh, you can tell whoever you want. I don't really care. So I think, no, as long as you and dad, you know, yeah. at first. And then I was like, no, I'll actually tell the rest of my family as well. So I must have spent the whole couple of hours after that there texting people around here. Are you free to chat? Yeah. And then end up telling everyone then. So I think, but everyone was grand. Like, there's no animosity, nothing bad about it, you know, sort of thing. So that's, uh, like, to be honest, so when we look at it, like, from, from, uh, a normal perspective now like it's like i don't know how much percentage of the world is gay like yeah like it's bound to be pretty freaking high I don't oh know. yeah like that's it it's not as if it's like it's something that's odd now like back no. in the days where it was like the catholic church and in the rural ireland it was like oh did you hear that I know, I know. That accent. <laughs> that was a good accent wasn't it, it was. uh, but it's true it's like the new norm like, it's just probably not where it should be. Like, people still have their perceptions of it and everything as well, but it is getting there, and as you see, there are more, more people who are gay all around Ireland, which is great to see, and there are more people yeah. coming out now as well. And that's one thing, like, having the social platform I have now, like, I do, like, after I came out, I did, I think I made a reel about it or something to get there. I don't know how post. the fuck I didn't see this. You were dancing at this stage, probably ah, something. So. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so probably went on your phone. Well. <laughs> so, and even the feedback from the reaction that there was sort of like announcing it to the world. Yeah. Like at the time, I was like, no, I actually want to put this post out. Like I'm excited to put it out. You know, it didn't really. That's brilliant. Because you told your family and friends, closest people to you. That's all that's that matters. All that matters. So put that there, right? And the messages coming in from it, it's like. Um, as well as congratulations, well done, fair play, and all that there. You do have the other side of the messages of people who don't know these people across Ireland or messaging you, young lads, young girls, older people as well, saying, oh, fair play, um, I'm actually gay as well, but haven't come out as wow. well. Have you any advice? Um, respect you for doing this here, all in there sort of messages, which at the time is like, so this, not a responsibility, but it's like, okay, other people's stories are on to me now. Yeah. And you do sort of message back and forth and say, only tell from your own experience how yours coming out was, and hopefully theirs can be similar, if not better, you know, sort of thing, trying to help them. It's amazing. Um, I'm just thinking, connecting the dots here, like, obviously your content and all is so fundamental to who you are, like, you, you love your job and stuff, but, like, it's amazing. And then you had this sort of, like, I would say your your content was feeling steel to yourself. Yeah. And then you're like this big thing that was you essentially coming out and stuff, mm-hmm. and you're it's literally just completely renewed your content and oh, yeah. made you like um, like people actually know you more and can actually identify with you mm-hmm. more, and you got people reaching out to you saying, "I'm in a similar situation," like they're inspired by you, yeah, and that's. I suppose that's what social media is about. It's about trying to create a community of people that are like you, have similar lifestyles, similar mm-hmm. interests, similar whatever, you know, and uh, trying to give, well, it depends what type of account you have, but just try to show your life in the best yeah, possible way. That's it. And like, if you asked me like three or four years ago, where would you see yourself? I wouldn't say what's happened since. I wouldn't say I'll be out by now. I wouldn't say the page has got to where it's at. Like, if I hadn't started the page, I probably wouldn't have come out sort of thing, you know, or got to that point where I had to come out. Um, so it is funny how it all, it does have a knock-on effect to your creativity. And even though it's in the back of your head, like, 
and it did take this long. I'm 28 now, like it could look come out, no matter how long ago, like yeah. But everyone's different, sort of thing, and there's no pressure to come out, you know, sort of thing, unless you're like 100% ready to. Yeah. Um, so I think everyone's paths are different. I can only speak from my own experience, you know. Um, but yeah, I'd never think I'd be in a position where the pages go beyond hiking and adventure. And you do have that um, personal part of it as well. And you do connect with people on a personal level more than just, oh, what hike would you recommend doing this weekend sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, you can have real conversations as well with your followers, you know? And that's what I'm trying to be more transparent with now, I would say. Especially over on TikTok. Like, TikTok is probably a better app for stuff like that. There. Like, no one really... I would look at it as more like a fun loving app maybe and everyone sort of you see all sorts in it so you can be yourself a bit more yeah so as well as do you have me like my main page on it it's was known for adventure and travel and hiking and all that there yeah i have like another page as well it's just more behind the travelers behind wild irish wanderer i guess you know yeah and more of a personal feel and then just like funny stuff and all that there crack you know um, which I think people like to see as well, compared to, oh, he's just hiking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, there's mo- so much more depth to it, you know? Have to keep chipping away at it, you know, to get where you want to be at it. Um, but, yeah, I'm lucky to be in a position where I am able to help other people, you know? I just need the dating scene to sort of up its game now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I you need to go down to Dublin or somewhere uh, like no uh, no I suppose you don't really um, you don't really have a massive pool to choose from when you're in a tiny village back up in nowhere, Donegal yeah. <laughs> yeah I know I know yeah, but just change location to somewhere else yeah yeah but here uh, Kevin it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. thank you so much my man no problem um, Thanks for having me. Yes, and you can tell people where to get you and stuff. That I think your story um, was amazing. I, it's actually hilarious that I didn't even know that, and you just—I uh, thought you just did. general <laughs> conversation, and uh, I was like, "What?" Because I was going to ask you, I was like, he's not giving me any prep questions. What do I talk about here?" Yeah, my podcast is not. Oh, see, if it was something personal like that, then yeah. I would have been like, "Yeah, do you mind if we talk about it?" But I was like, "If it's if it's like general like life, then I'm like, oh yeah, blah blah." So just uh, threw a proper curveball on some of the yeah, podcast. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's got very interesting. <laughs> no, I joke. Only uh, part two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, tell people where to find you and stuff. So yeah, I am on Instagram and TikTok. Both uh, usernames are Wild Irish Wanderer, and then I do have another TikTok page. I think it's just Kevin Penrose underscore for a bit more behind the scenes and funny stuff and crack. Not crack, crack, but like the crack, you know? <laughs> you crack and go uh, to Kevin's personal page. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can find me. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. No problem, Legend. Thank you. All the best, my man.